Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. All right, fans. and jabs look at female boxing this is episode number 64 and for the first time ever we're having back-to-back weeks of the two-minute round why because it's last saturday we had quite possibly the biggest female fight ever in clarissa shields defeating christina hammer before we get into all of that i do want to introduce my partner the legendary mr david avila david how are you doing today very good, very good. Hi, everybody. There you go. We have David Avila. My name is Felipe Leon. And in about 15 minutes, we're going to start with a trifecta of female boxers who are going to call in and give us their thoughts about the fight that went down this weekend in Atlantic City. First off, we're going to have current WBC Super Bantamweight, no, sorry, Bantamweight champion, the legendary Mariana La Barbie Juarez calling us all the way from Mexico City. Then we're going to have up-and-coming undefeated prospect Adelaida La Cobra Ruiz. And then uh, at the end of the trifecta, we're going to have none other than Mr. David Adams, number one pound-for-pound fighter of the world, Leila MacArthur. So they're going to be calling in with the first one, Mariana Juarez, at 7.45 p.m. So without further ado, let me give you the calling number in case somebody wants to call in and speak to us about this fight and also maybe get a word in with some of the fighters that are calling in. The number here is 323-580-5735, 323-580-5735. But let's get started with the results. Starting on Saturday, April 13th in Montreal, Canada, we had Marie Eve DeCary scoring a unanimous decision over Michaela Lauren to defend her IBF 154-pound title. Scores there were 99-91, 98-92, and 97-93. Then in Monterrey, Mexico, Sanford gave us on the zone Areli Muncino defending her WBO 112-pound title against Venezuelan Jairinis Alutube with a unanimous decision as well. And then on the undercard of the Shields against Hammer fight, we had Elena Granier dropping a unanimous decision to Argentinian Brenda Karen Carvajal in a 10-rounder for the vacant IBF featherweight title. Scores there were 97-93, two times in 96-94 for Carvajal. They're all for Carvajal. And on Sunday, April 13th in Tokyo, Tamao Ozawa scored a unanimous decision over Korean He Su Park in a six-rounder to capture the vacant Japanese light flyweight title. Scores there were 60-53, 59-54, and 58-55. But obviously, 
the fight of the weekend and of the year as far as in female boxing. As far as magnitude, maybe not in action, but in magnitude was Carissa Shields' complete undressing of Christina Hammer over 10 rounds. Scores there were 98-92 two times and 98-91, giving Shields all the titles, WBC, IBF, WBA, and WBO, and making her the undisputed, undefeated, unified middleweight champion of the world. David, your thoughts on the fight, on the event, on the whole thing? Uh, well, I wasn't surprised. I kind of, uh, I, I thought she won every round, actually. Uh, but I didn't give a Hammer any rounds. There was a couple that was kind of close, but I thought uh, even when, when Hammer uh, connected, that Shields would connect with something even bigger. And uh, I, I just had to give it, uh, Shields almost every, every round, actually, on my card. Mm. I actually gave Hammer the first round. I just thought that maybe she did a little bit uh, more than Shields. But other than that, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't even close. Um, I was surprised. Um, I thought it was going to be a much competitive, much more competitive fight, a much closer fight. Um, uh, I thought that Hammer was ever gonna was gonna be able to at least utilize that well, very well educated jab to uh, keep Shields at bay. Maybe in the first half of the fight, while Shields um, tried to decipher the style, but that wasn't the case. I mean, Hammer did use that jab in the first round, and then Shields in the second round just kept applying the pressure. I mean, the pressure part of my prediction was correct. I did think that. That's the way that Shields yeah. was gonna was gonna find her way to victory. But I thought that Hammer was gonna have a better way of it, at least in the first half of the fight. To me, it didn't seem like Hammer had a B, a plan B. I mean, while as soon as the jab stopped yeah. working and and Shields was able to pressure her, that was it. It was over. I mean, I'm surprised that Shields didn't knock her out. I mean, I think she came close in the eighth and ninth rounds, and Very Hammer. Cool. Yeah, and Hammer, you could tell that she doesn't like to get punched in the face. You know, as soon as she got some two or three punches, continuous punches to the face, she completely, like, turned away. And I almost thought she was going to give her back to Clarissa Shields, which is quite surprising because Hammer has been fighting for a long time and has had a lot of fights. Um, she had a little bit of amateur fights, and then she's had 25 fights as a, as a professional. And just her reaction to getting punched to the face was something that you don't really see from somebody with so much experience, David. Yeah, yeah, she, uh, you're right, you're right. It, there was a time uh, or two that she looked like she was going to turn her back and and the referee could have just stepped in and stopped it. Uh, I actually thought they were going to stop it in the eighth for sure. Now, David, the ratings, and that's a big part of this because obviously female boxing has fought tooth and nail to try to find a niche, find this little special spot in boxing, in professional boxing, and maybe get to a point where the the female fighters can get some kind of equity as far as the pay and the attention. Lou DiBella came on here in December and said that it, whoever thought that female boxers were ever going to get paid the same as 
men was off the rocker. And he might be right. I mean, he knows the business of boxing a lot better than you and me, perhaps, and a lot of people. But at least get a little bit more equity and get enough budget in fight cards, televised fight cards, where we might get this kind of fight, this kind of fight, this kind of competitive fight where the best fight the best. Now, the ratings were in the mid 300,000, which, according to many, weren't good. And before this fight, and before those ratings were reported, we knew that that planned triple header on Showtime that DeBella had been talking about for months, actually spoke to us about it in December, um, was either postponed or canceled. Obviously not a product or a consequence of the low ratings that the Shield Hammer fight got, but who knows what Showtime is thinking, but it can't help the cause for female boxing, at least on Showtime, to be uh, for those low ratings, David. And what do you, what do you think about that? Uh, I thought the ratings weren't really low, considering that the the two uh, fights before that were basically uh, people that were fighters that nobody knew. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I I I cover boxing extensively for not just women but for men too, and I barely knew these guys, barely. And yeah, they were trying to showcase them, and you could see that by the figures that were released when the guys performed it was like a hundred thousand and then all of a sudden it jumped to three hundred and 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 plus thousand when Shields fought. So I think I think they needed a better lead in. They needed somebody to attract uh, you know, fans right off because frankly, if you don't have somebody to start off the show pretty good, you'll you'll forget. You might get caught up in another channel and then forget that the other fight's gonna come on later. And I, I think they lost some people there. I think they should have come in strong. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not in the TV business, but that's my own uh, uh, feeling that they should have come in a little stronger with somebody that had some kind of a, a clout in attracting fans. But playing devil advocates on that statement, David, and I'm not saying I disagree, mm-hmm. but just playing devil's advocate uh, on that statement that you just said, um, you know, you wouldn't believe that that the that the way that they promoted this fight with the first act with the all access, the first one for a female, and and the what this meant for for boxing and and for female boxing, whereas we had two undefeated fighters uh, unifying the 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 titles. Both of them have fought on Showtime before. That this should have been strong enough to not lead, need a, a stronger lead-in, you know. Um, you know, I agree with you. I mean, but it all depends on what Showtime spent on the card and if they feel that they got their money's worth with the ratings that they received on a Saturday night. You know, I'm sure that they had that it rated maybe a little bit better than some other male-dominated cards, but as far as what I've seen on social media, they were perhaps expecting um, – more uh, as far as the ratings. So with that said, what do you think is next? I mean, do you think or have you heard or have you touched bases with anybody as far as what this might mean towards Showtime's commitment to female boxing? Uh, no, I haven't really. Uh, well, I know that they were looking at this as a litmus test to what they're going to do down the road with women's boxing. 
Uh, I think that you can't really judge on one fight. Uh, I think this was a, a great fight, though. It was a great marquee, a great stepping stone. And um, I think uh, one of the things, too, is that in women's boxing, you still don't know who's who. A lot of people outside of the, the, the hardcore boxing fans did not know who Christina Hammer is. In mm-hmm. Europe, they do, but not, not in the United States. So it's going to take somebody that uh, – two fighters. It's going to take two, not just one. Clarissa Shields is one. It's going to take two. Another – I'm not saying it has to be American, but somebody known, somebody that really everybody knows who she is. Um, it's, it's just one of those things. I mean, it's, it, it's, it's, it's going to happen. This is a stepping stone. This is the first, first step, and I think it's going to happen – it's not going to happen immediately, but it's going to happen. It's, Clarissa's the the one right now. She's the lightning rod that everybody's going to be attracted to. But, you know, and you're right. But, I mean, and like I had mentioned it before in other shows here where, you know, it kind of puts Christa Shields in a, in a tough predicament because what other mega fight is on the horizon for her that could give us what you just said. You know, is this Cecilia Breakhouse? Is Cecilia Breakhouse better known in the United States than Christina Hammer? And how much more competitive can that fight be at 154 pounds um, when, you know, Clarissa's coming down from 168? So you could, I could guarantee you that um, if that fight comes to a fruition, and we'll talk about Cecilia's Breakhouse plans a little bit later on in the show, but if that fight, if that fight comes to fruition, um, I think the difference in size is going to be astronomical in that fight. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of things to consider. Uh, the fact that dropping down in weight, Clarissa Shields is going to have to adapt to that. I mean, it's not easy to drop down in weight. Uh, I was just recently talking to, uh, to uh, Amanda Serrano, and she was saying that her drop into 115 was really, you know, hard, super hard. That was probably the hardest thing she's experienced. And, uh, I mean, Clarissa's dropping down from 168 to 160 to 154 to fight somebody who's just going up, which is much easier than going down. And uh, I think uh, it's going to be a much more difficult fight for Clarissa. I'm not saying she can't win. I'm just saying it's not going to be easy to to do just the dropping of weight. Now, let me reintroduce here to two-minute round hooks and jabs look, female boxing number 64, special show talking about the Clarissa Shields hammer fight. In about, I would say, what time is it? In about a couple of minutes, we're going to have Mariana Juarez calling in and giving us our, her opinion about the fight. Also, we're going to have a little bit later on up-and-coming South Southern California fighter Adelaida Reese calling in, and also a little bit later after that, Layla MacArthur from Las Vegas. Now, David, before Mariana Juarez calls in, this is a thought that I've had since the fight happened, is it was made official this week that the Katie taylor Delphine Pursuit fight is going to happen on June 1st in, uh, at the Madison Square Garden on the undercard of uh, Anthony Joshua and whoever he's fighting next. That's going to be for all the marbles as well at 135 pounds. So looking at, 
160 for Clarissa Shields because she also won titles at 168. But she's the undisputed um, fight uh, champion at 160. Looking at the champions that they had to beat to get those titles, whose run do you think is better as far as opponents? Well, that's hard to say. It really is. Because they're both exceptional fighters. Clarissa Shields and Katie Taylor are very exceptional. Um, I mean, just look at what happened with Clarissa and, and Hammer. Uh, w- one thing that I didn't mention already is that Clarissa's defense is getting exceptional. I mean, she's getting better and better. She's hard. Mm-hmm. She's hard to hit. She's very hard to hit. She can stand there, and I, I saw Hammer miss like a five punch combination with every single punch. That's not that's not easy to do, which what uh, Clarissa did. And and I, I think Katie Taylor has that same ability too. Uh, it's hard to say who's going to give them trouble or who has a easier or better road. Uh, well, there's always saying, somebody stepping up. The question is not who has the easier road. That question was who had the better opponents in those title fights where they captured titles. So oh, let me go over that with you real quick. Um, Taylor, she captured the vacant WBA title winning a unanimous decision against uh, Argentina Anaí Esther Sanchez. Then she captured the IBF title by scoring a unanimous decision against another um, Argentinian who was the champion, Victoria Noelia Bustos. And then she just captured the WBO uh, title, beating the Brazilian Rose Volante, who was undefeated. And now she's going to be fighting Delphine Persoon, who hasn't lost since 2009-2010, to capture, if she does, the WBC title. Now, Clarissa Shields at 160, uh, vacant, no, uh, vacant. uh, She fought Nikki Adler where she captured the full-fledged WBC title and the vacant IBF title. And then uh, who did she beat for the WBA? She beat Anna Rankin. Well, no, Anna Gabriels was the, Oh, okay, so that was it was vacant, so she beat Anna Gabriels for the vacant WBA title, and then she just beat Christina Hammer for the WBO, and then let's say also the full-fledged WBC because Hammer was a champion in recess. So we got we got Nikki Adler, we have Anna Gabriels, and we have Christina Hammer versus Taylor's um, versus Taylor's Anaíster Sanchez, Victoria Noelia Bustos. Rose Volante and Delphine Pursun. So out of those two, who do you think has faced a better opposition in those title fights? Um, I would say Clarissa Shields. Wow. I I think uh, Hannah Gabriels was was a, uh, I mean she's a seasoned champion. Uh, the other, the ones that. Uh, that Katie Taylor, until she fought Volante, well, actually, I take it back. When she fought Jessica McCaskill, nobody knew who she was. He, you know, but we barely knew who Jessica McCaskill was. Jessica McCaskill proved to be pretty good, and then she took the super lightweight title from uh, Erica Farias. Mm-hmm. Now we know she's a very good fighter. Uh, Katie Taylor did beat her, but then the rest of her uh, opponents were actually very slow. Not, they were all 10-to-1 underdogs. And the Wolfram's pretty good. Until she, until she fought uh, Rose Volante. Rose Volante, I thought, was, the, was a, you know, a closer 
two to one maybe underdog, not a not a ten to one. I didn't think the rest of them were uh, were. I didn't think Eva was going to do anything. I really mm-hmm. didn't think she was going to do anything. Well, we'll go back to that discussion, David, because I'm of a different persuasion when it comes to that question. But with us now, all the way from Mexico City, or you could call it Nuevo Tenochtitlan, the one and only, the legendary Mariana La Barbie Juarez. Barbie, buenas noches, ¿cómo estás? Hola, hola, muy buenas noches. Muy bien, muy bien, contenta aquí. Estoy poniéndome comunicar con ustedes y platicar un rato. Muchas gracias. Eh, como la última vez, Barbie, eh, David te va a hacer las preguntas en inglés, yo te las voy a traducir y luego me das tu respuesta y yo te las traduzco. ¿Vale? Perfecto, perfecto. Ok. Mariana, Mariana, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien, David. Aquí este, eh, pues contenta de poder platicar con ustedes sobre, esta, sobre este tema. Okay. Ma- Mariana, uh, did you get a chance to see the fight with Clarissa Shields? Mariana, ¿tuviste la oportunidad de ver el combate de Clarissa Shields contra Christina Hammer? Sí, 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 lo, lo pudimos ver en repetición, pero lo vi. She said she did see it. She said it, uh, she said it on, a, on a replay, but she did get to see it. Uh, before the fight happened, uh, we, we spoke to Mariana and we asked her um, who she predicted, and immediately she said Clarissa. And um, uh, what I want to ask Mariana is, is why did she think that Clarissa was going to win the fight? Mariana, David pregunta que antes del combate te pidió él tu predicción sobre el combate y tú inmediatamente dijiste que iba a ser Clarissa Shields. ¿Por qué estabas tan segura que Clarissa Shields iba a ganar la pelea? ¿Sabes? Eh, Clarissa es una chica que, que que tiene hambre de hacer cosas, que tiene que ha trabajado mucho por, por lograr estar donde está. Y aparte, eh, realmente lo que lo que han sido las políticas, las políticas tienen una gran trayectoria, tienen muchísimas peleas, y pues realmente no le llevaba nada de ventaja a Cristina, este, Hammer, a Clarissa Shields. Realmente, al contrario, creo que tenía muchísimas más peleas eh, Clarissa en el terreno amateur y muchísimo más experiencia a nivel mundial. Y eso, claro, que te hace traer una gran experiencia. Nosotros, muchos de las mujeres profesionales de, de los tiempos que digo, uh, estoy hablando como de, de Hammer, de Hannah Gabriel y todos, todas estas, nosotros no tuvimos muchas peleas como amateur. Realmente saltamos al profesionalismo y fuimos aprendiendo conforme se fueron dando las cosas pero ellas realmente han tenido una gran trayectoria en el boxeo amateur y, y a nivel mundial, mundial porque bueno, estar clasificar, estar ganar, ser una doble medallista de oro, es un gran trabajo y trae mucha experiencia atrás. Entonces, creo que eso es lo que, lo que le eh, estaba yo segura que iba a sacar la ventaja a Clarisa. Aparte que no tiene miedo y quiere, ella va por lo que quiere. Mariana says that it's obvious that Clarissa has a hunger, that she wants to achieve a lot of things as a professional, and her amateur experience, which is a world-class experience, is was her advantage, and that's something that Christina Hammer didn't have. Christina Hammer, just like Ana Gabriels and maybe even Mariana Juarez as well, had to learn on the job because their amateur experience wasn't as extensive as Shields, whereas Shields, with her amateur experience, has a great advantage over, had a great advantage over Hammer, and the fact that she's not afraid and she's looking to achieve things as a professional is what gave her that win. And, and Mariana, um, you've been fighting for, for 
20, almost 20 years, if I'm not mistaken. And, and what do you see now? What's the difference now between the fighters that you fought in the beginning and the fighters that you see now? Mariana, tú tienes peleando casi 20 años, si no estamos eh, equivocados. ¿Qué es la diferencia que tú ves en las peleadoras de que tú te enfrentaste al principio de tu carrera con las que te estás enfrentando ahorita? Bueno, creo que la verdad eh, me han tocado peleadoras muy fuertes, pero creo que, que vengo de la vieja escuela, la escuela en la que yo aprendí con los hombres, que realmente yo me medía con los hombres y, y me da mi respeto a ellos. Y al final del día, cuando me subo a un ring, mis preparaciones las hago con hombres. Creo que es esa resistencia que agarramos, ese, esa fortaleza física y mentalmente, ¿no? Yo creo que hay muchas peleas que, bueno, eh, esta pelea de Clarisa con, con Rajamer sabía que iba a estar algo así. Yo creo que hay grandes peleadoras que ahorita que son olímpicas se podría dar grandes peleas con peleadoras que somos de, que estamos vigentes y que estamos trabajando ya varios tiempo atrás y como somos campeonas del mundo, ¿no? Entonces creo que ahí están, este bueno, las peleadoras como a uh, estas chicas que tienen esa estrada, que a lo mejor no fue olímpica, pero tienen añísimos, ya también que debutó y tiene añísimos peleando de amateur, y que realmente no sé cómo ganan un título tan rápido contra rivales que no entiendo de mm. dónde la sacaron cuando realmente ser campeón del mundo es medirse contra las mejores del mundo. She says that, uh, you know, she's from the old school where she that she faced some strong fighters, but the fighters she's facing now are much more experienced. And she's from the old school where, you know, she trained with men and she had to uh, make them respect her uh, inside the ring. And that helped her not only gain uh, a physical strength, but also a mental strength. And now the female fighters now that have these vast amateur experiences, uh, experience, um, they fought, they fought, you know, Like, like she mentioned, Sinesa Estrada, who has a lot of, uh, she's a very good fighter. She has a lot of experience, but also get to win titles very soon in their careers against opponents that, quite frankly, Mariana doesn't believe that they're worthy of fighting for a world title. Was there anything in the fight that you saw that surprised you uh, by either fighter? Like, was there something Clarissa Shields did that was surprising or something that Hammer did or didn't do that was surprising. Hubo algo en el combate, Mariana, que te sorprendió que hizo o no hizo Clarissa Shields o Cristina Hammer? Uh, me sorprendió eh, que Hammer eh, creo que subió ya perdiendo la pelea. Tenía miedo. Desde el primer round se ve que tenía miedo. No sé por qué, a qué tenía miedo si lleva ya años de profesional, tiene un título. Yo creo que el hambre de querer demostrar y lo que tienes es tuyo es defenderlo arriba del ring. Ah, bueno, es mi, es mi modo de ver las cosas, ¿no? O sea, yo subo y no voy a dejar nada para el siguiente día, ni mucho menos, ni para el, después de esos 20 minutos de pelea, no voy a dejar nada. Y Cristina James subió con miedo. Creo que Clarita sí es una gran preparación, pero también trabajó muy bien la psicología, que creo que mm. le benefició mucho, porque si Cristina James a lo mejor tuviese resultado un poquito más y hubiese tenido un poco más de confianza en ella, hubiera dado una pelea mucho mejor, que no hubiera ganado a lo mejor este, Clarita, pero sí este, me sorprendió eso. Ahora que Clarita ha estado queriendo trabajar para noquear, que porque no es una noqueadora, el poder de los puños ya lo traes en los puños, desde tus primeras peleas hasta en Amateur TV. Si tú eres noqueadora, uh -huh. vas a ser noqueadora. 
Clarisa es, eh, eh, tiene el potencia, pero no es una chica noqueadora. Sí va a siempre ir encima y todo eso, pero realmente no no este, no creo que se vaya a dar este, que sea una chica noqueadora, pero tiene una excelente forma de pelear. Creo que se debe enfocar en eso más que buscar un, un knockout. Los knockouts llegan solitos. She said that what she was surprised of was that, in her opinion, Hammer went into the ring scared, that um, she looked scared, and it kind of surprised her because as far as her thinking, Mariana Juarez is thinking, is that when you go into the ring, you have to be willing to defend what's yours, in this case, the title, with everything you got. And for those 20 minutes, you have to go in there and defend that title. And what surprised her is that with her experience being a world champion, and with her, all those pro fights that she had, um, that she went in there scared. As far as Hammer, she thinks that she needs to work in 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 um, de developing her power because Mariana says that, you know, you have the power to knock people out in the beginning. It, that comes with the God-given talent, but you have to develop it. And she doesn't think that Christina Shields, Clarissa Shields, I'm sorry, has done that. And she doesn't know if she's going to be able to do that. But maybe she is just a, a a fighter that is not a knockout artist, and she just needs to go and look for the win that way instead of looking for the knockout. In, in terms of uh, importance to female boxing, does she think that this fight uh, did the job? Uh, does she think that it's going to help uh, make it big in the United States at least? En el tema de, del boxeo femenil, Mariana, ¿crees que este combate va a ayudar a levantar el perfil del deporte mínimo en los Estados Unidos? Yo creo que sí, eso nos tiene que ayudar. Yo creo desde las primeras que pelearon esta Cecilia Brooks también, que abrieron en cartelera también una, eh, este, una televisión importante de boxeo. Creo que realmente se están abriendo estas puertas, sí, que se abría esta puerta a la pelea de de Clarissa Chelsea y Hammer. Yo creo que ya se vienen grandes peleas que no las cuiden tantísimo como a, eh, de repente que veo a esta chica, la otra olímpica, que le ponen unas rivales de cuatro peleas, por Dios, cuando ya tienen ciento y tantas, doscientas peleas casi de amateur que ellas y le ponen peleas de tres, cuatro, que llevan peleas. Ahí es donde no, yo creo que está, están equivocados porque debemos levantar el boxeo femenil. Las mujeres realmente, no, ninguna va a decir que no iban a salir a pelear, pero hay que, hay que dar peleas de nivel, yo creo que, que las pueden haber. Yo quise buscar esa pelea con Jackie Nava, pues no quiso. Ahora va a pelear, creo, con esta la tigresa Cuña y se retira. Uh -huh. y, y viene diciendo desde el año pasado que va a pelear conmigo, que dentro de dos meses, que dentro de tres meses, pero creo que para mí ya ya pasó su el, el que me esté utilizando como para que la volteen a ver los medios y porque le preguntan y simplemente me sigue dando la vuelta. Entonces, creo, yo quiero pedir peleas buenas, peleas que se puedan dar. Allá en Estados Unidos a mí me interesaba mucho una pelea también con Ava Knight, pero veo que ahora la regresan, la veo que le ponen peleadoras de muy... que No sé, no, no es que quiera decir que sean de bajo nivel, pero son peleadoras que, que llevan perdiendo peleas, que están ahí como... Eh, que no están al nivel de, de nosotras, ¿no? Que nosotras hemos trabajado bastante y yo creo que tienen un muy buen nivel y se quedan estancadas por lo mismo porque no se atreven a enfrentarse otra vez a regresar a lo mismo. Y, y es una, con perdón de la palabra, a lo mejor aquí, es una estupidez eso de agarrar otra vez cancha en el ring. Mi hija tenía tres meses de nacida y ya estaba peleando por título del mundo. Y creo que todos ustedes lo saben, en una división gallo. Cuando yo era eh, super mosca y después de tener a mi hija me bajé hasta mini mosca y terminé peleando en una división gallo a los tres meses y dando una excelente pelea 
porque simplemente es, una, es, es el nivel que traemos y en el que nos encontramos. Es el caso de dedicarte al 100% a lo que estás haciendo a tu trabajo y demostrarlo arriba del ring. Yo creo que esta, se abrieron las puertas bastante y ojalá se pueda seguir fijando grandes peleas de mujeres porque creo que podríamos, ojalá me, me toque a mí a, a hacer una. Eh, tengo muchas ganas y, y sigo entrenando, creo que estoy muy vigente, exactamente 20 años y sigo entre las 10 mejores del mundo, con mucho trabajo. She says that she she does think it's going to open doors that the, that in the United States that it was on a major network and she's going to open doors but female the that the fighters cannot be baby they cannot be taken care of she mentions the other she actually said the word the other uh, Olympic fighter but I know she's alluding to Marlene Esparza who she says that you know she's being taken care of that she's fighting a fighter that has you know not the experience that she has because she has over 100 amateur fights. She mentions that you got to look for the big fights like she was when she was looking for the fight against Jackie Nava. But now it looks like Jackie Nava is going to be fighting in May and then she's going to retire. And maybe she's just using Bobby Juarez's name to have the public and the media look at her. Um, Mariana is also hoping to have a fight maybe in the United States against Ava Knight. But she sees that they're also giving her uh, fighters that are not at her level. And she feels that that's what she needs to do. You know, she mentions that uh, when her daughter was three months old, she was already fighting uh, for a bantamweight title, so or at a, a life flyweight. So she feels that that you gotta fight at the level that you're at. And if you're at a high level, like the fighters that she mentioned, and like her herself, Mariana Juarez, you have to fight t- fighters at that level so that people can be interested in the sport. But she does feel that this fight's gonna open doors. Uh, t- could you tell us like some of her favorite fights, which some of her biggest fights, so that people will know uh, about those fights? Because she's fought some big fights over her career. What are some of the fights that she remembers that were the biggest for her? Mariana, para la gente que no te conozca y no creo que haya muchos que escuchen este programa, pero para la, esa gente que quizás no te conozca, ¿cuáles son las peleas en tu opinión tuyas de Mariana Juárez? Que, que eran grandes, que fueron peleas grandes, que las pueden buscar y pueden ver una pelea grande de alta calidad con Mariana Juárez. Bueno, creo que puede ser una pelea eh, contra Simona Galassi, campeona que ganó el título del mundo en la edición de los Moscas. Eh, es una gran pelea, es estar en, en internet, ahí la pueden encontrar, o, con, o contra Katherine Pirik. Yo creo que contra campeonas que yo fui derretadora y les gané el título, yo creo que esas serían dos de las grandes peleas y una, la revancha contra Rillo Togo. Eh, si las pueden ver, eh, se las recomiendo. She says that the fight against Simona Galassi, where she won the flyweight title, the fight where she was the challenger and won the title against Catherine Fiti, and her fight against, ¿cómo se llama la japonesa, perdón? Rillo Togo. Rillo Togo, and those are the fights that she, that you could go on the internet and find where she feels that she did uh, her best work where she was a challenger and she ended up uh, winning the title. And those were the uh, what she feels the, the biggest fight. Can, can she, uh, can she talk the, with... the rematch was against uh, Rio Todo, the Japanese fighter. Uh, could you, can you talk about the fight with Catherine uh, Fidi at Mexico City? You fought, about, you fought in front of like the record audience. What was it, like 300,000, 400,000 people? She was playing that si nos puedes dar tú lo que te recuerda y lo que significó para ti pelear contra Katrin Fidel en el Zócalo 
de la Ciudad de México donde había 300, 350 mil personas en el público? Eh, claro, la verdad que fue una, una gran este experiencia para mí eh, en lo que es mi carrera porque jamás había peleado ni siquiera un hombre y, y lo que me decían los mismos eh, reporteros era de que que si no decían que eso era para un ídolo, ¿no? Y entonces, eh, para mí, la verdad que fue el, el estar ahí, el, el demostrar que podíamos este, salir con la mano en alto, porque venía en una racha que, que no, no era muy buena, pero me venía levantando, y, y el terminar este, recuperando un título ahí, no recuperando, ganando un título, el tercer título mundial en mi carrera, fue fue la verdad que muy importante, una, una gran noche para mí. She says that it was a great night for her because it was at a time where she was maybe at not her best moment, and she went and captured a world title and, and, and with all these people as witnesses. The media before the fight would tell her that that kind of uh, that stage was something for, a, for an idol, and, and that really meant a lot for her to be able to not only fight at the Zocalo in front of all those people, but also to win that fight and to capture her third world title in as many divisions. And also, could she tell us a little bit uh, on what and if she ever expects to fight in the U.S. again? I know she did a few years back. And also, if she ever did, who are some of the people that she would like to fight before she retires, if she's thinking that? Mariana, eh, obviamente sabemos que has peleado en los Estados Unidos previamente, pero buscas pelear en los Estados Unidos otra vez, y si lo llegas a lograr, ¿contra quién te quisieras enfrentar? Bueno, la verdad que sí me gustaría eh, regresar a pelear allá en Estados Unidos. Se me hace muy interesante. Digo, ya he peleado como, como lo, lo hacemos, pero no sé, me gustaría regresar a una cartela grande como la que se hizo eh, Clarissa Shields contra James. Y, y podría ser este, una una revancha contra contra Knight, una pelea o eh, algún título. La verdad que si se pudiera dar, yo súper feliz. Eh, pero con la que me pongan, ¿eh? Ahí sí, yo, yo no, no, no escojo rivales, pero a mí a la que me quieran poner, estoy lista. She says that she would love to go back and fight in the United States. She would want it to be a big fight card like the one that Shields and Hammer were in. Uh, she doesn't really, it doesn't really matter who she fights. She would like it for to be for a title. And if it could be the rematch against Ava Knight, she, she would take that fight. And if she, um, if she'd like to talk about, I know she has a, a YouTube channel that she she does. Uh, she wants let to talk about her, that. Let me ask her a couple of questions before we go there, David. Yeah, go ahead. Um, go ahead. I'm going to ask her that she mentioned Jackie Nava. She's Jackie Nava mentioned she's going to retire in May. So, in her opinion, that fight against Jackie Nava in 2009-19 is dead. Mi pregunta para ti, Mariana, es eh, obviamente mencionaste a Jackie Nava Jackie Nava va a pelear contra la Marcela la Tigresa Acuña en mayo y luego dice que se re retira, pero a lo que yo he visto que ha dicho de Jackie Nava es de que tiene el 2019 que todavía nos da tiempo para otra pelea de Jackie Nava pero para ti, en lo que tú has visto, esta pelea entre Jackie Nava está muerta? Para mí la verdad que sí o sea, ha estado dando vuelta a vuelta yo creo que eh, si realmente la quisiera ya se hubiera llegado a algo eh, lo que se me hace absurdo, ¿no? Que bueno, ahora va a enfrentar a Marcela Cuña y creo que es, me ha faltado el respeto, me ha faltado el respeto ya dejando dos, dos peleas así, una todavía antes de que se saliera de esto para, para entrar a la política y, y esta última vez, ¿no? Entonces, este, pues yo tengo que hacer en mi carrera lo que, lo que creo que sea mejor para mí y es muy interesante para mí buscar un cuarto título en una 
en, en la edición de los Super Gallos y sin un cinturón diamante, pero estoy segura que podrían ser hasta los dos. Ah, <laughs> uh, she says that for her the fight is dead, that she finds it uh, uh, disrespectful that Nava has ducked her two times, one before she became a politician, and now the second time when she, they were supposed to face. So now she has to look for whatever is better for her career, and she's looking for a super bantamweight title and also uh, the diamond title as well. And if it can happen in the, first, in, the, in the same fight, then good enough for her. Mariana, sin entrar mucho en detalle, ¿cuál es el obstáculo más? Well, déjame decirlo en inglés primero. My question to her is that uh, without going into too much detail, what is the biggest obstacle to make the fight against Jackie Nava? Sin entrar mucho en detalle, eh, eh, Mariana, ¿cuál es el, el obstáculo más grande de que por qué no se hace la pelea contra Nava? ¿Qué es lo que ella está pidiendo o no está pidiendo o, o por qué no se hace? Eh, creo que porque lo, con los, estos mismos promotores no han llegado a, un, a, un buen, a una buena negociación para una bolsa o una plaza que pueda patrocinar la pelea. Okay, so she says that the biggest obstacle is that both promoters, her promoter, which is Promociones del Pueblo, and Sanford, who is Jackie's, they have not reached an agreement as far as the purse, and also they cannot find a a uh, a city that is willing to help with the cost in uh, for the fight. And I could explain how that works in Mexico a little bit better. Mi última, my last my last uh, question for Mariana is she's very loyal to the WBC, but if she's looking for a, a title fight at a 122, um, maybe in the United States, we should be open to fight for a title of another uh, sanctioning body to get that opportunity. Mariana, yo sé que eres muy leal al, al CMB. Eh, sé que estás buscando una pelea en las 122 libras y quizás en los Estados Unidos. ¿Estás eh, dispuesta a pelear en los Estados Unidos por otro organismo que te pueda dar la oportunidad por un título mundial para poder conseguir ese cuarto título en las 122 libras? Pues yo creo que sin ningún problema yo podría pelear. Eh, igual, o sea, al final del día hacer la pelea y hablar con mi, con mi organización, bueno, con, con el consejo y poder llegar a un acuerdo, ¿no? Porque al final del día, pues, hacer la pelea aunque no no este renunciar al título she says that she is open to it that she could get uh, have a conversation with the WBC and ask him for a special permission um, to fight and not lose her title at one at 118 for the WBC but she is willing to fight for a different sanctioning body at 122 Mariana por qué no nos cuentas de tu nueva aventura en el YouTube y este canal ay claro que sí la verdad que estoy muy contenta ahorita pudiendo hacer este entrevistas Entrevistas que más que nada, porque muchas veces, eh, muchos, no nada más en, la, en el ámbito deportivo, sino en el ámbito que cual sea empresarial, eh, artístico o, o deportivo, nos cuesta mucho trabajo llegar a, a estar donde estamos y no es tan fácil. Simplemente juzgamos, a lo mejor piensan que, ah, llegaron ahí, ellos tienen suerte. Entonces, son historias de vida, del trabajo, el esfuerzo que han tenido que, que hacer y los sacrificios que han tenido que hacer para poder llegar a ese lugar. Entonces, es lo que trata de hacer, digo, he compartido ahorita historias de, de, de campeones mundiales, cómo fue que llegaron al boxeo, qué fue lo que tuvieron que pasar, y, los, y, y cuando llegaron a la mejor a la gloria, y cuando y los que no, ¿no? que se tuvieron que se cayeron ahí de repente, entonces, el que cuenten todo, toda esta parte de su historia y que, que las nuevas generaciones lo estén viendo, se estén dando cuenta de que no es fácil, pero si lo quieres lo puedes lograr, creo que para mí es importante dejar esas semillitas ahí en las personas.
Y, y el, 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 es el youtube.com diagonal Barbie Juárez. Es Barbie Juárez, Barbie Juárez. Barbie Juárez, okay. Okay, so Barbie, Barbie, she has uh, gone and made a YouTube channel, youtube.com uh, forward slash Barbie Juarez, where she has gone out and interviewed different people, some boxers, some wrestlers, and basically just getting their story of how they made it to where they've gone. And they, she's getting an interview with Chiquita Gonzalez. She did one with Johnny Gonzalez. She's done some with some wrestlers. She's looking to do some with business people, people from all walks of life that have reached to a, a certain level in their life. And and the interview is basically about how how they got there, David. Wait, that sounds good. Yeah. So I think uh, it's time for us to move on, David, because we're going to have our next guest uh, pretty soon. You want to say goodbye? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yes, Mariana, thank you very much for your time. It's an honor to have uh, somebody like you, a pound-for-pound champion, and and somebody who's, you know, making history every time she fights. Mariana, David se despide de ti diciendo que es un honor tenerte aquí en el programa con nosotros, una peleadora que está en las listas libra por libra y una peleadora que da todo de ella en cada una de sus peleas. Igualmente, yo, yo te doy todas las gracias del mundo por darnos un poquito de tu tiempo y te deseamos toda la, la suerte del mundo y aquí vamos a estar pendientes de tu siguiente pelea. Muchas gracias. Un saludo a todos. A David, que, que ha seguido mi carrera desde que comencé. Estábamos en Estados Unidos. La verdad que les agradezco. Y, y pues sí, no hay, no hay otra más que darle. El boxeo femenino es una realidad y yo creo que estamos haciendo grandes cosas. Y vienen cosas mucho mejores. She gives her thanks, David. She thanks you for following her career ever since the beginning and when she was in the United States. And she said that female boxing is here to stay and it's only going to get bigger from here. Gracias, Mariana. Buenas noches. Que tengas una, una linda noche. And there you have it, folks. We have WBC Bantamweight champion, the legendary Mariana Juarez, who we're going to be uh, waiting to see what's going to be her next fight. And now on the line with us from Southern California is up-and-coming prospect, undefeated, super flyweight, Adelaida Cobra Reese. Adelaida, how are you doing tonight? Hi, how are you guys? Oh, good. <laughs> good, thank you. Felipe Leon and with me David Avila. I'm gonna pass the baton to David and he's gonna take it from here. Adelaida, thank Hi. you very much for calling. We really apologize for being a little late there. No, we'll it's okay, David, no worries. <laughs> <laughs> so so Adelaida, as as somebody who's in, who's been in the amateur program just like uh Clarissa and who's now fighting in the pros, uh how hard is it to make that transition? Um, I don't, I mean, it's not hard. It's just a different style. Now that, you know, I'm 7-0 and and now I realize, you know, I think now this upcoming fight will be a little different. And it's because I'm adapting more onto the professional. It's not so much speed. It's more about power punches. You're, I, it's different. It's a little different. Not and too much, though. You've had, after three fights, you, you you've won all your fights. You're seven and zero, but the last four, you you knocked out all four of them, and they were vicious knockouts. They weren't just stoppages. They they were vicious knockouts. 
what really uh, got you to that point where you where you found out okay this is how you you knock somebody out? What really got you there? Um. Well, before is because I wouldn't like they would tell me out. Uh, you know, you you hurt your your opponent. You hurt her, and I wouldn't see it. I wouldn't really pay attention. I guess I was paying more attention to to getting points, um, to punching and just getting in there versus hurting them and trying to knock them out. And, and oh, now okay. I pay more attention to my other to my opponent and. You know, when I realize, you know, they're hurt, then I see it now versus before I wouldn't. And and what, uh, when they announced the fight between Clarissa Shields and, and Christina Hammer, what was, what were you, what were you thinking? What did you predict was going to happen in your own mind? Who did you think would win uh, and why? I, I knew Clarissa was going to win, um. Why she's good? I mean, I'm not saying Hammer's not good, you know, but Clarissa, she's she's determined. I mean, she hasn't gotten any easy fights. All the, you know, she has what eight fights now, nine fights. Mm-hmm. I yeah, don't think fights. she has gotten any easy any easy opponents. All her opponents, you know, had a good record versus Hammer. You know, I. Don't, like her last opponent, I think was like she had like I don't know how many losses, and I mean they it was obviously Hammer was gonna win. I don't know if I'm making any type of sense, but <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so you like you're saying that the quality of the opponent, yes. Oh okay, and, and what what uh, was there any surprises in in the Clarissa Shields fight that 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 you saw? From from either yes. fighter. Well, she Clarissa fought differently. I see. I thought she fought differently. I think she she was thinking more. She she was fighting a smarter fight versus just going out there and trying to knock out her her opponent. She was she did a smart fight. And what did you think about the presentation of the fight? Uh, you know, through all the ver- various commercials, social media, uh, were you? Um, what did it do for you when you saw all the the presentation and the commercials and everything for Clarissa? What went through your mind when you saw all this? I loved it. I mean, it gave me hope. You know, <clears throat> it, it, it looks like female boxing is coming up more and more and more, and it gives me a little bit of more hope that you know one day, you know, that will be me. And, and what when you uh, when you uh, started fighting, a lot of people don't know that that you started as amateurs. You were in the amateurs, and then you stopped for ten years, um, and then you came back and you've been undefeated. And you haven't really, you know, you're not selecting easy fighters. You're just fighting anybody who they put in front of you. Uh, what's that like? Do do you care who they put in front of you? Honestly, I don't. I don't. I I just tell them, just put me whoever, you know. I don't choose my, my opponents. It's whoever they want to put me up with, whoever agrees to find me. It's, it's really hard to find opponents for me. 
really hard because they don't, it doesn't seem like they want to take, you know, the purse that they're giving them or it's just complicated. I've, I've been getting a lot of no's for the past six and, months and, or since November. <laughs> oh, okay. And what, um, what do you, what's your weight anyway? What What's the best weight for you? 115. Okay, so that's your your that's going to be your weight for for at least a while, because I know you started at, at one thirty five or something like that. One twenty six. One twenty six. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah, and then I went down to one twenty two, but I just it, I never gave the one twenty two. I was at one or one twenty one, and then one sixteen, one sixteen. So, you know, my team was like, "What's another? You know, what's another pound? You're always giving." You're always giving um, the advantage at 118, and so 115 it is. I mean, I'm willing to play with my weight, 115, 118. Whoever wants to fight me, I just want to fight. (laughs) Yeah, last year you were you were uh, voted the the knockout puncher of the year. Uh, A lot of people um, didn't know who you were, but we we try to post uh, videos and stuff of your knockouts. let them know why we selected you knockout puncher of the year. And one thing that's just popped up because of the Clarissa Shields fight is that a lot of people thought if it was a three-minute round that she would have knocked out Christina Hammer. Uh, are you one of those in favor of three-minute rounds or two-minute rounds, or does it matter? I mean, it doesn't matter, but, no, I agree with that. I think if she would have had those three-minute rounds, I think she would have knocked her out. I think she would Maybe not knocked her out, but stopped her. You know, yeah, she. I think it was very close. She, she, yeah, she's, she's a pretty hammer's a pretty tough fighter, but I think she would have been stopped with those three minute rounds. The two minute rounds were going way too fast. Is that the way you feel when you fight? Does it go a little too fast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Felipe, did you have any questions? Yeah, going back a little bit to the amateur experience, uh, Adelaida, um, do you feel that you were better at adapting uh, for the pro ranks because back when you were fighting as an amateur, you had, which is something, uh, you had more of a professional style, which is something that we see a lot of Mexican fighters, the way they train, the way they're trained. They're trained more as a pro, even though they're fighting the amateurs? Uh, No. No, I think I was I was good as an amateur. The the style was okay with me. I mean, I it was good. I never now, thought you, I had like a pro. I, mm-hmm. Okay. So you so so it took you a while to develop more of a pro style once you started fighting as a pro? Yes. Cuz I was stuck in the amateur style. Now We've had you on the show before, or at least I've interviewed you before, where you said that you're looking for a, a, a promoter. You know, you, right now you're fighting and you're selling tickets and you're a mother and you have a job and, and, and you're training. Have you come any closer? Has any promoter, without having to give out any names, come and talk to you about perhaps giving you a contract? Yes. I Yes. Without saying any names, yes, I have, but... Um, we didn't come to an agreement, so we didn't take the contract. So, so I'm still alone. 
<laughs> no so problem. you're so you're having um your first fight of the 2019. You already mentioned why you can't find an opponent on June 15th. You just announced it not too long ago. You still don't have an appointment, I believe, for that fight. So in that conversation we had uh, some months ago, you mentioned that you had given yourself a deadline of getting a promoter. Is that deadline still there, or did you have to push it back since you haven't been able to fight in all of 2019? Yeah, I had to push it back. So you're going to be fighting June 15th in Southern California. Six rounds, eight rounds at 115 pounds, or you don't know yet? Um, It's going to be an eight-rounder at 115 pounds. Okay. Well, David, uh, we have our next caller on the line, so you want to give your goodbyes to Delilah. Thank her for uh, calling in. Yes, definitely. I was like, um, is it, is your fight? I don't know if it's going to be in Southern California, but uh, is it going to be uh, somewhere near the LA area so people could know? Yes, it's going to be it's going to be in the Pico Rivera Sports Arena. Oh, go. great, great, that's fantastic. So we'll be there, David. I'm gonna I'm, I, I'm gonna drive up there. I gotta see some cobra. All right, cool. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> well, thank you, Eliza. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you, Lila. Have a you good too. night. Bye-bye. Bye. See and you there guys. you have it. Thank you. And there we had it. Uh, Up-and-coming Southern California fighter, 115-pound, Lila La Cobra Ruiz. And with us now, one of the best fi- fighters in the world, none other than Miss Leila MacArthur. No, no more of an introduction needed for her here. Miss Leila, how are you doing tonight? Hello, guys. I'm great. How are you doing? Pretty good. David, Pretty good. go ahead. So, so Leila, yes. oh, thank, thank you for calling. Thank you. We really appreciate it, Leila. So what did you think of the fight? What did you expect of Clarissa and Christina Hammer uh, when they first announced it? And what did you expect to happen? And in your eyes, what happened? You know, I, I really expected a better fight out of Christina Hammer. I guess I expected more from her. Um, she used her jab well, um, but it turned into what I was afraid of, you know, and rushing for the clinch, you know, much like the Klitschko's used to use the clinch, but, you know, um, she was reaching the clinch and it was really a bad look and she wasn't fighting inside at all. And uh, it just came out ugly, you know, and uh, Clarissa did what she had to do and she, you know, she pulled the W and, um, but Hammer, she's terrible. I, I really found her to be terrible in this fight. And and for women's boxing, do you, do you is this a good moment? Was it a good moment in your eyes for women's boxing, or do you or do you expect much much more? Uh, it, so so it was good in that women were featured as a main event in a big television network. That's a great thing and a big step forward. And kudos to the people that made that happen. But on the other hand, it was also bad in that you know there's so many better fights and better and better female fighters. It could be featured on television, um, and I think if you do that, then then the fans will come and we'll have a better uh, support and everything. And uh, you know, I'm just super. I'm not really impressed with Clarissa Shields. I gotta say, you know, she's done a lot in the amateur world. She's won gold medals, and um, she's a decent fighter, but she's not the quote as she says. <laughs> and and I think oh, there's a lot of women in history that have done a lot more for the sport. Christy Martin, for example, I mean, she really lit up the sport. 
and, you know, brought us credit and fought well. Um, you know, and she's, you know, Clarissa's going to get better. She's going to improve. But who else is there for her to fight it that way? It's, it's, it's not her fault, but there's nobody up there. So What, what do you uh, – she, she's – She's uh, called out to Cecilia uh, Breakers. What do you think of them uh, fighting at 154? Is that a, a fight that, that raises the eyebrows of people? That, that A fight that what? Uh, between uh, Clarissa and Cecilia Breakers? Because she's yeah, called uh, her out at 154. Yeah, I mean, Cecilia Breakers would have to move out of her weight class up to 154. And uh, I've known Cecilia Brackett not to be very um, available to risk. You know, she's she, she's not a, a fighter that really takes risk, uh, as I've seen her. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how much money would have to make that happen for her to step up and fight somebody such as Shield at that weight. If if the fight was if Cecilia were not to take that fight, would you be willing to fight a 154 against Clarissa Shields? Oh, that's a tough would, question. Would that I mean, be a fight that interests you? It's not something, honestly, I'm looking for. I honestly think that Clarissa is just too big. I mean, that weight is too big for me. And even if we met at 154, you know, by fight night, she's going to be weighing 160 plus. And I'm naturally a lightweight moving up to fight in the welterweight class. So I'm I'm a lot smaller than these girls are. Um, you know, but if if the right deal could be struck, I wouldn't say no. You know, I'm willing to fight anybody anywhere when the deal's right. But I don't think it would be a smart move for me to move up so much in weight. Oh, okay. Because you, you did it once. I remember it was a long time ago, I think. What, seven years ago or something true. like that? Yeah, true. I, I, fought at a, I won the WBA uh, junior middleweight or super welterweight title um, in South Africa. Um, you know, Clarissa is a different level than that girl was. Um, she's a better fighter. So, I mean, it would be a tough fight. It would be a tough tough mountain to climb, but, you know, I'd be willing to consider it if the deal was, you know, equitable, if it made sense. Um, it'd be a stretch well, weight-wise, I believe. What are some girls that you think uh, Clarissa Shields, uh, well, would be competitive against Clarissa Shields? What other uh, you know, uh, middleweights are, are there? I, I Well, there's the English girl, but I don't really think uh, there's much up there uh, above 154. The girl that beat her in the amateurs, but that was a long time ago when they were very young. Um, what was her name? Uh, the one that signed with Mayweather last time? Savannah Marshall. Um, yeah, Savannah Marshall, you know. But I don't think it would be the same result this time. I'm not sure. I haven't seen her fight. In, I, I've never seen her fight, so I don't know. Um, I don't see much above 154 talent-wise in women's boxing. Unfortunately, it's, it's all dead weight above there, and that's why I was able to win the title at 154, not, you know, not knocking all my opponents, but um, like I said, above 154, dead weight. I was able to get by with my talent, my skill, and uh, so, yeah, I don't see a lot of opportunities for her to shine, to, to show herself, to be challenged. I mean, there's the Jimenez girl from Mexico, the heavyweight. Yeah. Um, there's very few fights for Clarissa Shields in her future, so I think uh, it, it may stagnate and die there. Christina Hammer was the very best possible matchup, and and it's great that they were able to make that happen. And Cecilia Brackus, I really doubt she'll move up. I, I, I don't see that happening. 
we had an opportunity to uh, fight Brackus again at the IBF convention uh, coming up June 1st at the tail end of the convention. And there was plenty of money to be made for her, more money than she made in her last fight. And they're still not willing to play ball with me. So I don't see her taking risks fighting somebody so heavy unless they made a huge money offer. So, yeah. Uh, Skill-wise and talent-wise, how much more can Clarissa – do you see her uh, – has she already peaked, or do you feel that she has a lot more that she can that she can uh, sharpen? Well, she can definitely sharpen up a lot more. It depends, you know, if she's open to learn, and she she has a good trainer in her corner, um, and she's young. She could definitely get better and improve. Um, but again, the problem will be finding opposition for her to rise to the next level, and I don't see it out there above 154. Um, she she you know. She's just not – I haven't seen a lot of improvement in her last few fights. I mean, looks the same to me, honestly. And, um, you know, uh, I wish her talent did, would grow as fast as her ego. That's what I'm going to say about that. <laughs> what did you think of the TV show itself, the presentation? Uh, what, is it – does oh, it give you hope? Yeah, you know, the, 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 you know, the uh, – the fact that they put it up there and they, they promoted it very well. Unfortunately, the commentators, I believe they're not too educated on women's boxing. Maybe they haven't seen seen the sport, you know, as you have, David, for so many years. They don't know who's who, who are the players. Uh, oh, I don't think I was even mentioned in the top fighters there, honestly. And uh, it's kind of disappointing, you know, for, for, for the fighters who have contributed to the sport for all this time. And then, you know, the spotlight's there. And they don't know who's who and what's what. It's disappointing. Yeah, very true. That 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 that's something I didn't even think about. I, I guess because usually I turn off the sound. Sorry to say, but I turn <laughs> off the sound. Sorry. <laughs> I just look at the fighters. No. Yeah, but there's a lot of. Did you have a question, Felipe? Yes, uh, Leila. Piggybacking on the statement you just said about you being not mentioned, and. Um, in, in the broadcast as one of the best fighters out there in female boxing, and obviously you should be. Do you think that the era of the Layla MacArthur's maybe with this new wave has gone by the wayside because of your record? Obviously you haven't lost in over a decade, but you do have all those losses, which you have to take the fights just to fight. So do you think that they're overlooking that and your record and and that's why they don't, they don't mention you because they're looking at these undefeated records with eight and O's and nine and O's and, and five and O's. And they feel that that's a lot more uh, impressive than, than what you can do as far as your skills because of your record. That's very possible. Yeah, that's very possible. People are impressed by undefeated records, but people who, who have knowledge of boxing will look at those records and tear it apart and say, well, who did they fight? And who did those people fight? You know, you analyze a fight and a fighter uh, by their background. And, you know, I never had it easy coming up. And as you know, I fought everywhere and everybody, and I I learned how to dominate late. It took me a long time to learn how not to get robbed, how to take it out of the judge's hands. And and I'm at that point for at least the last 12 years where I haven't screwed up and lost the decision. So, uh, you know, that's longer than, uh, I mean, I I haven't lost the fight since Cecilia Brack has turned professional. So we're undefeated in the same time span. Uh, I think I'm 20 and 0 in the last 20, and she's 35 and 0. So that's a, as good a fight as it could be made. Um, so, 
you know, the only problem is, you know, somebody needs to get some guts and step up. Fight somebody now you meant- that you have a now you mentioned that the fight against breakouts can has not been made and cannot be made or maybe won't be made for June first. So what's next for you? Well, you know, I as always I keep moving, I keep looking for opportunities and I keep fighting because I need to and whatever fight I can find and make I will. You know, it's not always gonna be the best fight possible because the best best uh supposed fighter in my weight class isn't willing to uh to represent. So you know, I've got to just keep going and stay positive and stay in the gym. And, you know, hopefully my time will come to to show once again who I am. Um, if not, you know, I've had a really long career and I've done a lot of things. I'm really happy with everything um, in my legacy. I'd like to do more. But, you know, time is a thing that we're not uh, – <laughs> it's not unlimited, you know. So I, I'd like to give it a couple more years and uh, do something else. So. Layla, what about a fight against Katie Taylor? Is that something that you would take? That would be an excellent fight and one to get up for. Uh, and I could definitely easily make lightweight. I think she has a few things on her plate uh, before that can happen. She's fighting a Delphine person. That that will be an excellent fight, I believe. And uh, I hope it gets the coverage it deserves. And then she's uh, hoping to face Amanda Serrano, another great fight. And then after that, I oh, think yeah. it would be uh, available. Oh, that'd be great. Well, I hope you that. That'd be great. Tougher fight than bracket, I Well, there you go, folks. Leila MacArthur, all the way from Las Vegas, one of the best pound for pound fighters in the world in female boxing. We thank you for being here with us on the two minute round, and we wish you all the luck in any future endeavor. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys always covering the sport and the women of the sport. You know, the two minute rounds has been a great thing to shine light on on those that don't, don't always have it. So I really appreciate you guys being there and knowing, knowing what's up. So thank you very much. Thank, thank you, Lila. Lila. You have, you have it. Good night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And there you have it, folks. Three of the best fighters right now in female boxing, Mariana Juarez, Ayla Ruiz, and Ms. Leila MacArthur, who was just on the line with us from Las Vegas, giving their thoughts on this last weekend's fights between Clarissa Shields and Christina Hammer. David, let's move on to a little bit of fight chatter. And one fighter that Layla MacArthur mentioned is Cecilia Breakhouse, who announced this week that she will be traveling to the United States to begin her camp. And she doesn't have a fight date yet, as long as far as she has announced, and or an opponent. But the three fights that she mentioned that she was interested in, in having are Clarissa Shields, uh, Katie Taylor, or the one that she keeps mentioning is Cyborg. I agree with Layla. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she's going to go up to 154 and face Clarissa Shields. I agree with Layla. I don't think that right now uh, Katie Taylor fights in the in the uh, horizon for breakouts because of Taylor's full dancing card. So is Cyborg the one that we're going to be seeing Nate, next? Jeez, I hope not. <laughs> I don't see the point. I, really I don't do. see the point. I mean, I don't see the point. Yeah, I, I we don't saw, either. Yeah, we saw Cyborg in her last fight get dominated by in an up in a standing up fight in MMA. So I don't see why Cecilia Breakhouse. I don't know if she'll knock her out, but I don't know. I think she would dominate her with her boxing skills. So I don't see the point point in fighting uh, Cyborg other than you know 
Salzburg is a name that is known not only in, uh, in, well, she's known in the fight world, and when I mean fight world, I mean boxing and MMA. Yeah, it's it's just a whole different sport, and uh, I see no. It's for boxing, it has nothing. I mean, for MMA, it's something for them to think about, but for boxing, no. I don't see no gain whatsoever. Well, let's see who they come up with because she is coming to the United States to train. Also, like we mentioned in the beginning of the, of the show, the program, Kelly Taylor announced officially her fight against Pursun on June 1st. That's going to be on the up. zone. You, can you hear me now? You're breaking can you hear up. me? Hold on, hold on. Still breaking. Give me one second. Let me... Uh... Still breaking. How about now? Uh, talk again. Uh, can you hear me better now? Can you hear me better now? A little better. Yeah, it's breaking up a little bit, but I think it's gonna go through. It's gonna it's gonna wash over. Uh, Taylor pursued. Yeah, breaking. Check. Can you hear me now? Check. Yes. Checking. One two one two. Uh, no, you're still breaking. Uh, I could just it, it scattered. I think it's better now because you you were breaking up a little bit too, but now it sounds better. Okay, that's better. Okay, so Taylor Pursun, June first. I I I believe, like Layla McCarthy just mentioned, that it is going to be a, a better fight inside the ring than oh, what yeah. we saw against Shields and, and Hammer. What do you think? Uh, yes, I think that's more. It's a very close fight. Uh, I don't think it's a run over for. Uh, Katie Taylor in this fight. And now, depending on who they put for Anthony Joshua, now that Big Baby Miller came up positive and has been denied a license in New York, it might be on paper the best fight of the night, or at least the most competitive. Oh yeah, absolutely. That that fight, uh, if it happens, it's going to be very good because uh, Delphine Pursun can fight. She's very aggressive. Uh, she knows how to use her jab, and, and she's not. Um, she doesn't hold. She she. She likes to punch, and she's a, a police officer, and she's not work, uh, not boxing, and she's very aggressive. And it's going to be her first fight out of the United States, which is going to be also very interesting as well, because it's going to be a brand new world for her. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's pretty. Um, they must have offered a lot of money because uh, I I've heard through our sources in uh, Europe that they offered Katie Taylor about one hundred and thirty thousand. And that wasn't enough, so basically they're getting more than that, probably two hundred thousand. And we also know, well, yeah, we also know that um, Rose Volante, when she faced Katie Taylor, she got one hundred and fifty. So they had yeah. to offer Delphine uh, more than that to get her to come out of her comfort zone of Belgium and come into the United States. And lastly, in the fight chatter, David. Sometimes, some kind of a, somehow of a strange and surprising statement by the WBC because, you know, the fight between the two-minute round and the three-minute round has been around for a while in female boxing. And, right. you know, it, for whatever reason, WBC felt that they had to come out again and defend, her, defend their stance of why it should be a two-minute round. They put out a statement which was uh, – uh, you know, posted on basically every web Twitter. boxing website out there yeah. and on fight news, fightnews.com and things like that, where they claim 
And they've done extensive research, according to them, with medical boards and things like that, regarding why the female physiology, if you want to call it that, they found that their the female boxers are more susceptible to concussions and and health problems because of of you know their build and that they cannot sustain punches to the head for longer than two minutes. And you 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 don't agree with that? Uh, you know, to me, basically they're making an argument to ban boxing. Period. So either hmm. support it. Or don't support it, but what's through what medical uh, board can they say two minutes is worse than than uh, better than three minutes? Or where's the magic line? Is it two minutes and twenty seconds? Is it two minutes and thirty seconds? Where's the where's the danger line or the or the the marginal line like like there was in Europe? There there is none. So to me, it's like leave it up to the women. I don't think men should be deciding it. If the women want to fight it, if they're if they're given all the facts and they still want to fight three minutes, let them fight three minutes. Why are men jumping in and saying, no, you can't do that? So I, I say that, leave it up to the women. And that, and, that, and that I do agree with you because whether you're fighting two minutes or you're fighting three minutes, you're getting punched in the head anyways. Now, if it's going to be more sustained for three minutes, yeah, that might, that, that, that puts up, they put up a case for that. But you are getting punched for two minutes, you know, and there's and there's knockouts. Some of them have been brutal in female boxing. Um, in MMA, they get to fight the same amount as the men, and 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 that might be a little bit more brutal Five because they use yeah they use smaller gloves. So I agree with you that when it comes down to it, then it should be the female's choice because they're the ones that are going into that ring and receiving those punches. So it should be up to the women if they're willing to risk even more because stepping into the ring is a risk. Everybody knows that. And the female fighters and the male fighters know that is a risk. So if they're willing to risk it and they're adults and they're conscientious of the risk that, that, that exists and, and that, you know, then make it a three-minute round or turn around and make the men fight two-minute rounds as well because they're in the same kind of danger as well. Exactly. And at least five men a year die, at least, every year. Well, as women, I think there's only been I think only one female in the last 10 years has passed away, and that was in South Africa. Well, moving on, David, to the last stretch of the show here, our special show that we've had back-to-back here, the two-minute round, your hooks and jazz look at the female boxing world, number 64. We're going to look at the upcoming calendar. We're not going to have a show until May 9th, which is about three weeks from now, because David, next Thursday, he's going to be covering a card, which we're going to talk about in a couple minutes. And then on the Thursday after that, he's going to be in Vegas covering the fights there. So our next show is scheduled for May 9th, which is the Thursday, 7.30 p.m. here on blocktalkradio.com forward slash two-minute round. So the upcoming calendar, we're looking at Friday, April 19th in Liverpool, uh, England. We have Natasha Jones facing Blanca Majlas in a six-rounder, 135 pounds. On Saturday, April 20th from... um, Actually, well, this tomorrow is the, the Natasha Jones fight, and this Saturday from Jalisco in Mexico, Canelo Promotions on the Azteca channel gives us a Montserrat Alarcón against Nora Cardoza for the 102-pound WBA title. 
On Thursday, April 15th, David's going to be in the house in Indio, California, where Golden Boy Promotions gives us on The Zone the return of Marlene Esparza, bronze medalist at 112 pounds in the 2012 Olympics against Joseph Vizcaino and an eight-rounder. That's going to be for some regional title. And the same night in Las Vegas on UFC Pass, Rosalinda Rodriguez faces Martina Horgas in a six-rounder at 118 pounds. On Saturday, April 27th, in Osaka, Japan, Kasumi Saeki faces Elizabeth Lopez for the vacant WBO 105-pound title. On the same night, but in Mexico, the return of Jessica Kika Chavez, she relinquishes her title. She was a champion at Reese's at 112, but now she's going to relinquish that to go after Guadalupe Martinez and her 115 WBC title, which is actually pretty impressive. And in Lafayette, as part of the fight card for the WBSS. And we're hoping that this fight is broadcast on the zone. Selena Barrios, excuse me, against the returning Melissa Hernandez in a six-rounder at 135 pounds. Melissa Hernandez, a bunch of experience. She's fought everyone and everywhere. And Selena Barrios with less than 10 fights taking a huge step up in her career. So that is the fight that we're going to be talking about on May 9th. Anything else for you, David? Uh, no, I wish I could be at uh, two places at once because I, I would like to see Rosalinda Rodriguez fight in Vegas. Uh, she did. Uh, I am going to speak to her tomorrow uh, and see um, what she has to say about that fight coming up. Yeah, and also I would like to see that Selena Barrios hopefully it's on the zone, and I would like to see that Jessica Chavez. So at least not in person, but we're going to be able to hopefully be in two parts at the same time in two places because we will be able to watch that fight on Televisa, Jessica Chavez against Guadalupe Martinez, and hopefully on the zone, Selena Barrios against Melissa Hernandez. With that said, we thank you all for being with us. We thank Mariana Juarez, Adelaida Ruiz, and Leila MacArthur. Thank you, David, for taking the time. And we bid you farewell until May 9th, our next show of the two-minute round. Good night. Thank you very much. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.